Hey, welcome to an ep- another episode of Shoot Your Pitch. I'm Lamar. Um, let me just start off by saying sorry for dropping up all these last few weeks. We've had some personal problems and some conflicting schedules. We couldn't get as many episodes out as we wanted. But we're back. We're ready to grind again. And this week, starting off, we're going to be talking about Champions League draws, who we think is going to win. Um, and then we're going to end the show by talking about our top and our lowest points of the year, sports-related, of course. And, Rudy, what else are we going to be talking about? All right. I'm Rudy, and we will also be talking about the NBA, uh, most notably the, uh, the ESPN Power Rankings, uh, along with uh, some possible trades that could happen, um, big names. Uh, of course, Anthony Davis the biggest one right now. And then uh, a couple things to round it out, MVP candidates, and uh, defensive play from point guards. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about why they're playing so well. All of them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, to those few that listen to us, uh, we will be changing up the format a little bit. Uh, we will be dividing up episodes. Uh, so we'll be dividing up NBA along with uh, soccer from football as of now, at least until football season's over. Uh, right now, football is in a, a really high swing going into the NFL playoffs as well as the NCAA playoffs going on. So we'll have yep. that going, and uh, we'll be recording that soon. So thanks for sticking with us, and uh, thanks for listening to the show. Let's get right into the show. All right, so we're about 30-plus 30, 30 games into the NBA season. Uh, going towards the end of the year. Um, so we're at a pretty good good uh, time to gauge a lot of teams as far as how they'll look going into the All-Star game as well as the rest of the season. So uh, what better way to start off than to go into the NBA Power Rankings? By ESPN. Let's always state that. These are not our opinions. These are ESPN power rankings um number one is golden state number two is toronto number three is denver number four is okc number five being milwaukee number six the philadelphia 76ers number seven the pacers number eight the lakers nine celtics ten rockets so uh, my my question is when when were these power rankings released? Was it at the beginning the of, 24th. Uh, of the week? Twenty fourth. So okay, right before Christmas. All right. Yes. That that would definitely change some things up. Currently we yeah. are uh it's Friday, December twenty eighth, so four days out. Um of course there will be some changes, most notably to the number tenth spot and the Houston Rockets. They've been pretty uh, lights out as of lately. Um what is it, the last uh their last ten? Games they were uh, they're eight and two. Uh, they beat the Spurs, they beat the Thunder, and they beat the Celtics. Three quality teams. Unfortunately, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of our teams were in that aftermath. So I, I think they would probably jump to about. Um, oh, I'll give them about seven. So I was yeah, I was gonna say seven or six. Uh, I would have to say the Lakers would have to drop because of the injury to LeBron. 
Yeah, the I Celtics. Agree with that. I don't. I don't know. The Celtics are just so. The Celtics' biggest problem is there are too many chefs in the kitchen and inconsistency. That's their two biggest problems this year. There are too many cooks in the kitchen, and I think last year when the two big dogs went down, it was easy for the team to understand what everyone's role was and how everything needed to be done to keep things consistent and to keep a winning uh, attitude throughout the team. This year, it doesn't feel like it so much. (laughs) And it's a little (laughs) irritating. Yeah, Jason Tatum seems to uh, go in slumps every every couple games as well. I was actually going to say more of Jalen Brown, and I love Jalen, but he's there are some games this year where he's been questionable at best. <laughs> Kyrie has to shoot more. I, I understand that Kyrie really wants to show that he's in it for the team. And that he is willing to distribute the ball and all this and all that. But, man, we we need him to just ball out. So, keeping the theme with uh, with uh, going for our observations for our uh, respective favorite teams, uh, I feel the OKC Thunder should drop down a spot or two. Um, last couple games, we haven't been able to close out. Uh, we've had... Sp- We've had good second quarters going into the half, but we've had spotty third quarters coming out of the half. And in the fourth quarter, we clamped down a little bit, but it's still not enough to get us over the top. Uh, so I feel a couple of spots being dropped would be warranted, as much as it pains me to say. Uh, uh, Golden State is an anomaly. You know, just like right keeping now, yes. on, on the power rankings. I I want to know... Uh, you might not want to come down here. Thing, um, thing about Golden State for me is they they have a switch that they can pop open at any time. And it, it's ridiculous. I didn't, I didn't want you to open that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it, but still... Right now, they just look defeated, especially Clay and Dre. Yeah, Draymond, um, he's been he's been having difficulties shooting. Uh, n- mainly when people leave you open to shoot any single type of shot. I mean, la- last night he had the uh, the funny play of the night where he just like doinked it off of Clay's head. If you break that down frame by frame, when he started the dribble, when he started the the long dribble, he was by himself on the three point line. That there's no excuse for that. He has to shoot those. Well, he also this, did that Christmas Day. Um, there were a couple times where he was open at the top of the key, but rather than uh, going for the shot because nobody was within at least seven or eight feet of him. In fact, they just, like, started walking. It was like watching Andre Robertson in, uh, in the regular season. I mean, they this year he's out there on an island. This year he's averaging seven and a half points on 41% shooting from field goal, um, but 23% from three-point range. Yeah, um, that's definitely not going to get it done. 
And no. you did mention that uh, Bomani Jones said, uh, or he gave an interesting take where when Draymond and Clay are doing decent, they're, they're, they can they still win. Kept afloat uh, because of Curry's greatness, but without those two at least alternating games of uh, brilliance, or not even brilliance, of uh, sustainability, I guess, they don't sustain. Um, I mean, it's also got to be said that Curry is... Curry and KD are really the team right now, and that's that sucks for the rest of the team, but that's the truth. They're keeping things afloat right now, those two. Um, Curry still had that gigantic uh, mess up yesterday. Yeah, Which, you know, speaking on that, you would think, like, Andre Iguodala is a lot older now than he was, but... You would think he'd still at least be able to catch it a little further from the rim, and yeah, it's weird. Back he, he he always seems to have been like a freak athlete, and it was weird to not see him be able to go up there and get that. Yeah, I, it, it probably would have been called a goaltend, and it probably would have been called back any regardless. Um, but Curry, of course, being the freak shooter that he is. He make that accidentally. Of course he would. But staying on the topic of the Warriors, um, walking away from the power rankings a little bit, how about that news of Pat McCaw getting an offer sheet from the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers? Cavs, yeah. He's betting on himself. I mean, I, I can't be mad at somebody who's betting on themselves and thinks that they can do job that they want to be able to do. I, I can't be mad at that. I can't knock the hustle. Um, but, I mean, if I was him, I probably would have stayed on the Warriors in another two years. So, And it's not even just for thing. the rings. It's it's all about the, uh, the ability to stay with great players and just soak up all that information. So... My thought is the Warriors claim that they were going to match any offer sheet that uh, that they that he'd receive. So if it's true, then he's still stuck there. It'd just be a guaranteed second year. Whereas, well, you, you got to realize they um they would have to pay eleven point three mil in uh taxes if they want to keep him. That's very true. And so, we know the Warriors aren't, uh, they're not looking to to pay that much taxes, especially yeah, if they're exactly. on keeping all the other players. So at that point, why even, I, I would just let him go. Just let him go, cut your losses, um, and save a little yeah. bit of that money. Uh, I agree. Um, if you're, if you're if trying not, to resign. not, they're going to use it for, yeah, they're going to use it to resign Clay. So, uh, I could see that. I could see that being uh, being an issue going forward. What as what far being as resigning Pat, uh, as far as resigning Pat McCaw, but I don't know if they really need to. 
it's it's I mean it's always nice to have depth and and when you drive somebody like that you hope that they can go through the system and make the best out of the situation they're in. But I don't think I've ever seen a player like Pat McCall have the situation where he just chooses to do his own thing and then he turns out to be better than what people expected. Uh, uh, do you think he's more of a system player? I don't know if we've seen enough of him to even say he's a system player. Uh, you know, that's that's my thought process. Like, I, I honestly can't put a finger on it because, well, he hasn't played for anybody else. Yeah, I mean, we were having a discussion yesterday about system players and what they actually are compared to what people think they are. And I don't think Pat McCall, I think system player. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a very fair point. So, While we're still on the Warriors, um, I was going to bring up Clay's stats too. Clay this year is thirty three percent from three, and fifty three point six on field goals. But on plus minus, he's only a plus of one point six. What's his defensive rating? I think his defensive rating is still pretty high. I don't think that's a problem. Well, I mean, everybody has their slumps, and this he's still one of the best shooters we've ever seen, so not discounting his ability at all. He'll, he'll, I don't know if he'll find his way back soon, but I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll find a way to get out of the funk. We can only hope. I mean, it... oh well. I mean, I'd, uh, if he's on another team, I'll hope for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, under- I understand. Who do you have as MVP candidates this year? Not to make such a quick transition, but what thinking about Clay always makes me think about um, how important a player is to a team based on the system, and uh, I. I, I know we, we texted about our MVPs, and I wanted to know who you had as, like, the the front runners. Uh, front runners for me currently, um, Greek Freak. Um, and wait, do you want them in order or not? Nah. Just All like right, well, then five. out of any order, Greek Freak, uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis... And I want to put LeBron James in there just just because. But well, I don't know if I would. Uh, yeah, that, that's my thing. I'm not sure if I I'd want to. Either, well, see, here's, I mean, I'll, recent, I'll say my recent as of recent, James Harden deserves to be back in the conversation. Yeah, the thing, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, Harden has the recency bias vote for me because he yes, has sir. been amazing. He's been more than amazing. It's yeah, he's just been uh, freakishly good. He's well, I, I think he's playing at this about the same level he was when he won MVP. And but he's he they need they need him to play like that virtually. Like like if they if he's not playing like that, they're not winning. Yeah. Oh, I agree because their defense is uh, – they have spurts where their defense plays fairly well. 
Uh, Austin Rivers has been good for them defensively. Um, and he hasn't really had a bad game yet, but I don't I don't really trust I don't really trust it at the moment. It's only yeah. like, what his second or third game with him. He didn't play bad defense against the Thunder, but he didn't play good offense either. Um he he made one key shot, so props to him. Yeah, that three uh, against you guys. Yeah. And I know that he scored ten points on you guys yesterday, but I I can't talk I can't speak for the overall play. He was decent. I mean, you know. Quality backup, especially. Yeah. And I, I don't think you could expect more than that from him. And I'm not saying that to be offensive. Oh. Yep. Well, speaking of uh, defensive uh, defensive point guards or well, like improved defensive point guards, what what, what do you make about the uh, all the offensive known guards becoming more uh, legitimate on defense? Uh, examples would include Kyrie Irving uh, being pretty good defensively this year, Russell Westbrook being pretty good defensively this year. Um, then you have Damian Lillard improving his defense sneakily good. And yeah. then uh, you, you have Kyrie, or not Kyrie, I already said Kyrie, but uh, Steph Curry playing well, serviceable defense. Here's the thing. Virtually all of them, really, except Kyrie, were decent defenders. Kyrie, when he was with Cleveland, wasn't that great of a defender. Um but I think the Brad Stevens system just forces you to have an effort. I think he knows he's part of an organization, and he's it's bigger than himself. And I think he realizes that. Well, good on him. And then, yeah, no, I, I respect it. I watch him, and he puts in way more defensive effort than I ever seen him with the Cavs, except for in the finals. In the finals, there were times where he was locking Steph down, and no one really talked about it. Yeah, it seems like there's a there's a lot of bias when it comes to guarding Steph. I'm not well, sure I, if it's I, no, no. It's, it's not bias, man. No, it's, it's not bias at all. That that's like as a competitor, that's the best thing you can hope for. When you're good, you bring out other people's best because they want to beat you. You know what I mean? No, I'm just uh, my point is and. Uh, might be because I haven't thought this through and uh, I'm not getting it across correctly. But uh, my thing is Steph can uh, like nobody talks about the point guards that actually guard Steph unless they're on that respective team or they're a fan of that respective team because it seems like Steph will always get his. And um, I I recall hearing um, one of the defensive players uh, one of their interviews was as long as I can hold them to uh, below what their average is, it's a win. Uh, we see Steph do it more often than not go over his average, even with a really, really good defense. I'm kind of confused about what you're saying. So, yeah, and I do apologize. Uh, this, this was more of a uh, uh, something I just. Uh, started talking about but um so fans would often going back to your point not talk about how good of defense somebody would play on Steph Curry um when you were talking about uh Kyrie locking up Curry at times 
Well, well, hold on. Let me let me interject. The only reason why people didn't talk about Kyrie's defense was for in, in two separate um, in the two separate series. One was because of his offense. That Kyrie's, you know, he had hit Kyrie's that, offense. Yes, or... Kyrie's offense. Kyrie's okay. offense. He was such. He was so amazing offensively that series, and he had the three to win it all. Right. Um, that people really didn't talk about his defense, and I just thought that went underappreciated during the series. And um, the next series, the year after, people were talking about KD's offense. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Um. So let let me try to let me try to straighten up my uh my context uh, real quick. So, oh yeah, I'm about to die. But anyways, um. So. In one of the interviews I heard from a defensive player, they said that as long as they hold a player under their average uh, points per game, they consider yeah. it a win, and that's good defense. Well, not it's not always the case, but. That's how he considered it, right? Right, right. So taking that definition, um, Steph always finds a way to score these unbelievable runs, even if it's like just three minutes, and then he somehow gets near or above his points per average for the game, even though you know the rest of the game somebody could be playing very, very good defense on him, and then you know that gets overshadowed because of those three minutes or uh, or whatnot. Pretty much him having a really, really quick switch is what I was trying to say. Like his offensive switch can uh, overshadow somebody's great defense throughout the whole game. Sorry I, I, on that. No, no, no. You, you didn't confuse me. I just think that's a uh, sports problem, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, people tend to overlook the whole entire game and go into exactly uh, the, the very last few moments. I mean, think about the LeBron James thing uh throughout his career he's been known as the best 46 minute player so i mean yeah it's it's it's, it's a big thing in the world of sports to not i mean look at him being a, game. him being a 46 minute player gave skip bayless a career and i don't mean <laughs> that like in a literal sense skip bayless has obviously been doing this like since before we were born um but that's kind of that's like Skip's one of Skip's main talking points, you know, the frozen one as he calls him. Well, speaking of Skip Bayless, I thought he had a pretty good point about LeBron James winning the uh, what is it, the male athlete, of the, the AP male athlete today? of the year. Yes. Now I don't disagree that he, um, or I don't disagree with Shannon Sharp saying that he should win it, or he has an argument of him winning it. That that's fine. It's all subjective at that point. Right. But um, Skip's argument was not invalid. It no. was very, very valid. Like, you shouldn't have to bring all these humanitarian things into an athlete of the year conversation. You know, give, give, okay, if that's the case, give him humanitarian. Like he said, give him like a social justice thing. Do that, but don't bring up all that stuff when it comes to athletics. I agree. Yep. Yep. And he he closed it out really, really well by saying that MJ was not yeah. a role Michael model. Jordan. Yeah. 
Michael Jordan wasn't necessarily a role model, but yet he won it three times. So there's uh, that one and it's not a one and one thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to. Him being a humanitarian is better for the world. Yes, but it still has nothing to do with the AP Male of the Year. Yep. Yep. And so, by the way, why was a horse fifth? I don't know. How can you be a man of, or like, well, I guess it's athlete. Well, male athlete of the year. I, I don't I guess they're not then, specifying whether or not it's a man or not. Then wouldn't it be, wouldn't it still be like the jockey? Uh, I don't know. Do you consider a jockey an athlete, though? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yes. legitimately asking this. I am legitimately yeah. asking this. Yeah, I do. Well, they got to do. I guess. I guess it's a shared. That'd be more of a shared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. You know, they didn't even bring up the jockey. They just brought up the horse. Uh, that that's pretty funny. That is very funny. Yeah, I'd be I'd be pretty pissed if that was me. No lie. You know, you do all this work. The horse also does work on me. Let me go ahead and say that before people get on me. Say, so, yeah, I think the horse does the most of the heavy lifting. <laughs> you're you're probably the, the jockey, right. The, the jockey does do the training and everything. Yeah, Just exactly, me. exactly. It's kind of like a NASCAR driver. Like, uh, I will be the first oh, to say, I, I am absolutely not a NASCAR fan, but I am. I, I do definitely appreciate the um, just. Their their speed, Sacrifice. intuitiveness, and their quickness, as far as their reflexes, they they have some really really awesome reflexes. But I mean, those cars get hot, man. That's that's my biggest thing. Oh, those cars get oh, hot. Oh yeah, but uh, digressing from that and going back to the NBA, uh, let's go into uh, let's go into another uh, hot topic. Uh, that you just saw not too long ago about Kevin Durant possibly ending up with the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, Jackie McMullen was talking about how Kyrie and um, Jason Tatum have been spending a lot of time with um, KD um, in the summers in the Bahamas, did she say, I believe? In the Bahamas. So there's a, a huge possibility that KD could end up with the Celtics, like we, like I thought he was going to do when he originally had his free agency decision a few years ago. I, I would have yeah. supported that. Well, I know you you had texted me that like a few days before and just said, as long as it's a sign and trade, I don't care. Yeah, but that that wasn't. We let him walk. So, but if it's a sign and trade on your end, who who would you guys even give up? I'm assuming Jalen Brown. I'm assuming Terry Rozier. I'm assuming, you know, a pick or two. But, I mean, at that point, is that may be a little much for uh, someone who's already leaving. Well... You might be able to pull a third team into it because I don't see this. Uh, I don't see the Warriors needing Terry Rozier. Yeah, the Suns do. <laughs> well, oh yeah, they gave up Austin Rivers. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, 
Yeah, I'm not sure though. But um, going going forward with it, um, with trades and uh, trade talk, so the league finally finally got LeBron James for a warning for, for tampering. Quote unquote, tampering. I thought he should have gotten fined a long time ago, personally. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. I think I agree. Like he's been, he was, I think he's been trying to speak it into existence for a long time. And I don't know if it, uh, LeVar Ball has gotten into his head, but he's he can't do that as an athlete. So, I, I don't sure know. I, I thought I had heard reports. I thought I had heard reports that he was asking uh, reporters to ask him the questions so he could make the answers. I don't know if that's true. That's still considered tampering, though. I would no, no. That's that's even more tampering. You know, if you're asking, if you're asking reporters to ask you questions so you can set something up. Yeah, that's uh, that's very uh, dishonest. Yeah, and I I mean, I can only imagine how uh, the small owners feel. You know, the small market teams. Power. Yeah. I mean, it's already I mean, it's, a players' league to begin with, so. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you're a small market team, and you have a good player, you just know the big teams like the Celtics, the Lakers, um, even really right now the Knicks, because the Knicks are looking at, uh, the Knicks are looking to make a few moves. You just know that those big teams are just gonna hawk you, and try to just steal whatever you have. I still think the Knicks should uh, should tank, tank for Zion. Zion. Yeah, I do. The only hard part is if they do end up getting KD, do they put Porzingis at the five? I think he could play do the they five. Play KD at the four, and then Zion at the three, or do they interchange those two? That would be a fun team to watch. It would be, but you know. Uh, Porzingis is still hurt and being reevaluated in February, so that could that could make or break how they feel. But I personally would still tank for Zion because it's a win-win. If Kevin Durant doesn't go there, you have a bright-looking future ahead of you. Yeah, that's very true. Might as well. Yeah. I, I mean, in my opinion, I, I, I do well not condone tanking. <laughs> Just for the Knicks, they deserve something. So I mean, this is the one-time exception. Mark Cuban's not gonna come like, like punch you in the face for saying you like you approve tanking. I approve of tanking. If you want to get rid of tanking, it's easy. Have a relegation system. But they're not gonna do that. No, no, no self righteous owner would do that in a market like um, the NBA. It would I be cool. They could change the draft lottery rules. But I if, say if I say if you tank. You go into a playoff with the other tanking teams. Uh, for odds or for the actual pick? For the actual pick. A loser gets it or winner gets it? Loser gets it. I mean, winner gets it. <laughs> I'll say yeah, that's winner be gets it. Game. That's what I want to see. Because, I mean, you know, the fans, what do they get? You know, the fans shell out all this money to uh, live in the area sometimes. 
and they don't get anything. Yeah, so my thing is, what is technically tanking done right? Tanking done right to me is you maybe have one, bad, one really, really bad season and then followed up by another better but still bad season, and then you get a couple good draft picks out of it. See, the 76ers, people say they do it, they did it right, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to argue that they did it right or wrong, but I think five years, five or six years is a little distasteful as a fan. Why do you say that? Because that, that's, so who, who was their first, uh, who was their first acquisition that was near number one pick? They had Jaleel Okafor, Nerlens Odenoa. Uh, ben Simmons, Markel Fultz. Uh, who else did they have? There were, there were, I believe they had a couple more picks in there. Yeah, I can't think. But can't think about any of them. I, I just think that it, that's a little too long to uh, not enjoy my team winning. At least that's how I would feel if the Thunder were to, were to go in that mode. Okay, but tell me this. Would you prefer them to just lose and suck normally? Or would you prefer them get something out of it? As a fan, I, I want to see winning. Right, right. Okay, so, that's cool. If they're in competition, kind of like the Cleveland Browns or something, I'd be okay with them losing. But As long as they make it competitive. Okay, so you would rather see your team suck for 18 out of 20 years. I'd well, say I the Browns say are having – Well, you said like the Cleveland Browns, if they're in As of current year, the, as of this the, year. The Browns have been – okay, hold on. But hold on. The Browns have been like trash since – okay, let's just put it in simple terms. Since Brady took over the starting job for um, Drew Bledsoe. Okay. That's 19 years. They've had two decent seasons. One was the Peyton Hillis season. The other yeah, is but now. They, but they haven't exactly kept it competitive. Like, if they could keep it competitive, I, I wouldn't mind it. Then what do you mean by keep competitive? Uh, close games, uh, a little over 500 maybe. But, of course, you know, you want your team to win. There are certain seasons more than others, like uh, when Westbrook was possibly not going to re-sign. I said, I, I did say this. I said, trade him, get some assets, and go in for next season, and then rebuild for next season. But I'd, I'd, wanna, I'd want more of an immediate rebuild or within like two years rather than a five- or six-year rebuild. Is that, even, is that an immediate rebuild like that even possible? Because that's rare. I don't know. I mean, you brought it up yesterday in the show that uh, did not get recorded properly. Yeah, um, I wish you wouldn't have brought that up because <laughs> now <laughs> it's like in continuity. Yeah, but that, that's all right. I mean, we have to have comedy in here somewhere. But uh, yeah, uh, there. The who'd you bring up? Atlanta and, uh, for soccer and the Golden Knights. The Vegas, the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, for hockey. So I mean, yeah, that wasn't a rebuild, but that that's taking pieces from other teams, but it's not unheard of. I mean, when I think instant rebuild, I think what uh 
Ainge did for us. You know, we went from that, 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 now. That's a fair. That's a very fair comparison because you guys weren't really went from, bad per se. We, yes, we were. After we lost like a uh, Garnett and what, Mike what, Pierce, one year, one or two years, about three, three or four. You Was know, it really the, that like, long? yeah, like the Rondo, Brandon Bass. Um, oh yeah. Who's that? Who's that nigga? Who? Uh, who's the dude who uh, married Kim Kardashian for like three days from the Nets? Uh, um, Chris Humphreys. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I'm I, I'm triggered just saying that. Like I. I uh, it was it was he's, a bad time. He's not in the league anymore. That was a really that was a really bad time for the Celtics, and it was. That didn't seem like that long though. I don't yeah. know. Okay, it didn't seem long to you from the outside, but watching my team every night put up performances like do performances were like they, that. Were they competitive at all? Uh, nineteen, like nineteen, twenty win seasons. Um, like in a row. No, no, I'm saying like we had like we went from like nineteen wins to like thirty wins. But that that's at least showing some type of improvement as far as rebuilding goes. It's not like you're hovering like 20, 20 uh, games per or yeah twenty games per season every single year. The only the only reason we were able to make a big jump was because of Brad Stevens. Well, I mean that that's that's part of it. If you're going to rebuild, you have to you have to rebuild uh, top up or top to bottom. Yeah, and they did a great job at it. So I mean that that that's a fair comparison. Uh, they were getting they were getting their uh, eggs in a basket. Uh, obviously, Doc did not want to stay for the rebuild. You know, he wanted to go to the Clippers and um, you know, do it up with the the Lob City crew. That doesn't even exist. Son. Well, he he traded for his son from Charlotte, right? No, from I believe New Orleans. I believe. I want to say New Orleans. But you may be right. I guess your, yours yours is probably how I would want to rebuild. As long as they're showing steady improvement every year, like, you know, yeah. for like probably around three years, not like five or six, because that's that's half a decade. But, you know, showing showing some improvement and actually changing personnel when needed. Like you, you see some yeah. teams that just change rosters. They don't really change the upper personnel until it's too late or it's too early and they don't make the correct adjustments. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But, you know, we've been talking about the NBA for a while, and now that we have split shows, um, I got to talk about soccer for a little bit. I just need to talk about the Champions League draws, and uh, I'm gonna kind of put you on the spot and ask you, like, hey, you don't have to give any reasonings. You can literally just guess a team if you want. But the draws were pretty amazing. Um, so the first draw, Man United versus um, PSG. You know, Jose got sacked, so uh, Man United have a new manager. I, I don't know how to say his name. I just know he was an ex-player. 
and Neymar has been pretty, pretty good this year. You know, way better than people are willing to give him credit for. All right. So who you got? Who you got? Man U versus PSG, right? Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't like PSG anymore since there's uh, lots on left. So I'm going to go Man U. Oh, really? I, mean, I, 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 I don't know much about or I haven't kept uh, up with soccer at all this year. So I'm just speaking out of my butt, if I'm completely honest with you. Uh, I'm going PSG. To me, that's not even it's not even uh, an option. If Neymar, as long as Neymar doesn't get injured, um, I think Mbappe and Cavani will get it done against that defense. Uh, and Edison. I always thought it was Edison. Edison. Okay. Um, Roma versus Porto. I don't. I don't have. I don't really have much of a uh, <laughs> much of a, an opinion on this. This is all you, boss. Roma. Roma will win that easily. I'm gonna guess four one on aggregate. Uh, Tottenham versus Borussia Dortmund. Now you are a uh, you are uh, one of the joking Tottenham fans. So you know this is this is something you can speak on a little bit. I'm still gonna pick Tottenham. <laughs> uh, Borussia Dortmund has been. One of the hottest teams in Europe with Paco Alcacer, like just coming in off the bench and just running shop. I don't know how he does it every game. It's like he comes off the bench five minutes later, he's got a goal. Um, can't believe we let him go. Can't believe Barca let him go. And uh, I'm a little mad about it because Suarez has not been playing, you know, the best this year. So, yeah, I got Borussia Dortmund winning that. And then because of that, because Tottenham will drop out of the um, – because Tottenham will drop out of the Champions League, they'll have way more time to focus on um, the Premier League, and I think they'll stay at second or third. Ajax versus Real Madrid. Now, look, I would love in my heart of hearts for Ajax to win. Every – I was going to take it. Well, yeah, I think so. I just think, you know, they have too much class. Yeah, I still think they're, even with the loss of Cristiano Ronaldo, they're still a pretty big club. Unfortunately, you're right. Um, but, man, it would be every Barca fan's dream for Ajax to knock out Real Madrid. Like, Ajax and Barca have such a historical connection. It would just be amazing to see them do that. Leon versus Barca. Samuel Mtiti uh, going back to his Barca. old club. Barca. Uh, Messi is a man on a mission this year. He wants that Champions League more than LeBron wanted. Uh, uh, JR to take that ch- shot. Yeah. Or, or I was going to say that championship for the uh, Cavs, but that works too. Oh man, that, that was pretty funny. Liverpool versus Bayern Munich. Now we're getting into like the really, really good games. Um, hmm. uh, I'd probably take go out on a limb. And again, like I, I'm, I'm not very uh, qualified to talk about this. Um, I'm just speaking from what I think right now. Uh, 
from somebody that hasn't really uh, paid attention too closely, but uh, I'll say Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. That's who I pick. They made the Champions League final last year. Um, they're pretty hot right now. They're they're actually leading in the Premier League currently, number one. I just I just think they're hot right now, and Bayern's not. Maybe this will be a blessing in disguise for Bayern because now they can spend time really focusing on um, the Bundesliga. But I think they're they're getting dropped now. Schalke versus Manchester uh, Manchester City. Manchester City. City. Man, yeah, Man City's winning that easily. Yeah, Pep, Pep is too good of a manager. That's a great squad. Gabriel Jesus, uh, Sergio Cunaguero. Sorry, Schalke. But to me, the match of the draw, like the game of the draw, Atletico versus Juventus. Ooh, Juventus, I want to say. Really? Now, I I think it's going to I think it's going to be Atletico. That defense is stifling, man. Diego Godin, he I don't know why he just never really gets the credit he deserves for being one of the best center backs in the world. People are so quick to say Sergio Ramos and now people oh, are no. saying for, uh no. Why why don't other people see that Sergio Ramos is a very dirty player? I don't know. Ask EIF soccer. I they mean, fought, like, they... I, I was Real Madrid uh, su- supporter for a little bit. You used him in FIFA. Guy. Yeah, and I, I hated that guy. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Um, Just watching, watching him play, I, I did not appreciate his play style. But I, I think um, Diego Simeone knows that Real has gotten the best of him in so many Champions Leagues. You know, that Champions League final, I'm sure, still haunts him. And so, any other? Yeah. Well, let's talk about our top three sports moments of the year. Top three, or or I ended up writing five. I wrote down a few. (laughs) Yeah, why don't you go ahead and give yours. Top sports moments of 2018. We're getting to the end of the year. Three days left. Um, Not in any order, because I don't really have orders for these things. But um, JR not shooting the shot in the NBA Finals. I thought that was uh, that was very comical. Yeah, we, we were together. We were together in a uh, B-dubs while that happened. And after watching... Um, all the Cavs fans from Ohio wish for an injury all game. It was kind of funny to see that happen. Uh, they they wished it upon every single player, though. <laughs> that, that was just very uh, distasteful right there. Yeah. Um, and then I have uh, Zlatan going to L.A. Uh, he he, he did resign. Him. Yep, yep, he resigned um, yeah. for this upcoming season. Uh, PG thirteen bypassing the Lakers and just <laughs> oh man, Lakers. I'm resigning twelve oh one mid resigning twelve oh one. I believe it was July fourth. Um, and then just some uh, honorable mentions of Loyola Chicago for a feel good story. Uh, Zion's block 
uh, as of recent where he uh, he blocked it with his left hand, kind of hit his armpit and almost fell to his face. Um, and then I know you're not going to appreciate this, but uh, Nick Foles being the backup. Yeah, I don't know why you had to bring that up. That's pretty. That's actually pretty damn rude. But uh, we go <laughs> on. We go on. All right. What about yours? Mine. Uh, Brady winning MVP. You know, being forty, and him only have ever like I think that was the third MVP he's won. Actually, that may have been a second. Uh, but it was just a great year, and he played an amazing Super Bowl. Um, 500 yards, three touchdowns, just for, you know, our, our defense to not get it done. And that, was, that was pretty sad, um, but he he had an amazing year, and to me he definitely cemented his legacy as the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, what else do I have? Messi winning the Golden Boot. That happened just a few weeks ago. Uh, Messi being the top scorer in all across Europe and the top assist provider while being a midfielder. He had the heat map of a midfielder, and I don't mean that in a snarky way. I mean that in a literal sense. Um, the World Cup was the World Cup. The World Cup was amazing. Outside of heat going Quit bringing him up. What, what, what the hell are you doing, man? Quit bringing up people I don't want to talk about. <laughs> uh, it's all in good fun. Um, I, 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 I was conflicted about how about France winning. I didn't want to see him win, but they they definitely deserved it. Um, the Celtics run. Now, after watching Gordon Hayward go down at the beginning of the year, uh, it, it was a very weird feeling after that. I didn't know how the team would react. I didn't know how the team would come back to such a gruesome injury and watching one of their teammates go down like that. But they came back in the best way possible. And then after Kyrie went down, I thought it was all over. And it, it, it was just... An amazing reaction from the team, amazing coaching by Brad Stevens to get the team in the position to go to the finals. Unfortunately, we didn't make it because, you know, LeBron is LeBron, but that happens. And my best, uh, I, I don't know how I call it best. You know, I didn't, I didn't rank them either. Uh, us winning 5-1 against Real Madrid. Mm, <laughs> El Clasico, no Messi at the Camp Nou. Still win five one. That's just an amazing feeling. That's that's pretty rounded off. So I guess to to round this segment off, um, what about your worst moments? Uh, I'm not. I'm actually not going to say the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl wasn't that bad. I mean, I've watched my team win. I've watched my team win five. And like the thing was, Nick Foles had to he had to go off to do that. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like we uh, what happened to Brady happened to Manning, where he um oh he just let the defense carry him. Well, I I meant the forty three to eight game. Oh oh yeah, he completely choked. Yeah yeah no, he completely choked. It was a it was a it was a hard fought game, and I'm happy for Philly fans. They can still you know. Uh, two words I'm not going to say because uh, family friendly. But still, 
you know, I, I've seen worse. It wasn't the 2007 Super Bowl loss. So it's all uphill from there. Um, I'm, I am going to say watching Messi get slandered throughout the whole year and him being rated fifth in Ballon d'Or, uh, I just thought it was – the his standards are so high for himself and people who have accepted the fact that he has to do things other players don't do. You know, Cristiano wins one trophy, just the Champions League, and gets just as far in the World Cup. Mohamed Salah doesn't win any trophies. Luka Modric wins one trophy. Yet, you know, um, they're all above him. You know, he, he had the most goals, most assists, and won the domestic double and didn't lose a league game. He didn't lose a league game the whole year for La Liga. But he's still the fifth best player in the world. Uh, well, it, that's unfo- that's unfortunately all sports, though. I mean, once you set a really high standard for yourself, you're, you're bound to that standard for probably the rest of the, your career. It's, well, you know, well it's that's the thing. He was he was hitting his own standards, but I think media standards are, are and and that's something maybe I want to talk about after the new year media standards and what makes somebody the MVP because you know people are telling me oh how do you feel that uh you know Brady fell off so hard from last year and I ask them what you know what are they talking about what do you mean by that um and they they tell me that every sports show they see has uh you know somebody saying you know Brady after having an MVP year has just you know been trash but when you look at the stats that's just not true He's been ju- almost the same from last year without having really any receivers. But that, that's Brady in his whole career. And he, he's had a couple good receivers, but not like, you know, long right. Term. Right. No, I understand. Um, was there anything else that really happened? I mean, the World Cup, the U.S. didn't make the World Cup. Argentina got knocked out by France. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, two things. Uh, uh, Thunder only winning one game against the Jazz in the playoffs. Oh, that was then, they they oh, man. Yeah, it, that was a choke job, straight up. But um, my second thing would it spans back to 2017 when Canelo and uh. Triple G had their uh, first bout. Um, it it should now Triple or not Triple G, but uh, Canelo, Canelo deserved the win this year. But it should be one one. It should not be one zero oh, and one Canelo. Yeah, it, it should definitely. it should definitely be round three going in with uh, two guys having defeated each other. So though those are really it for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have any more. So, I guess, uh, I guess that that wraps up the show for uh, for this episode. Um, we'll be back talking about the NBA, soccer, and whatever else floats uh, as we go on. Uh, it'll probably be after the new year for that, but we yes. will be having an episode for uh, the NFL, especially and with college football. Uh, and college football with all uh, the playoffs uh, coming into fruition. 
So until then, we will be signing off.